0: Ready to end overwhelm and turn your dreams into inspired action? Welcome to the Get Fired Up and Focus podcast, where you'll learn how to plan, prioritize, and fire up your productivity so you can work less and live more. And now your host, MBA award-winning business strategist and mama momopreneur, Rachel Cook. If you're ready to get fired up and focused, I've created a free 21 day course to help you get laser focused, turbocharge your productivity and get bigger results faster in your business. Give me 30 minutes a day and I'll show you how you can work less and live more. Visit firedupandfocused.com slash podcast to get instant access to the entire Fired Up and Focused challenge delivered to your inbox daily, as well as exclusive bonuses only available to podcast listeners. You're listening to the Get Fired Up and Focused podcast, episode 11. In the last few episodes, we've been honing in on how we can start moving towards a model where we as the CEOs are spending more of our time working on the big picture and the highest value CEO level tasks and projects. But before we get on to that super fun CEO work, we're going to continue simplifying, streamlining, and systematizing our administrative operations and customer service tasks. Again, these are the types of things that are taking up so much time for many new entrepreneurs. This is the busy work. This is where we feel that we're getting bogged down in our business and our business is running us instead of the other way around. So by now, you should be feeling pretty amazing that you have some great tools and strategies at your disposal so that you can experience less busy work. And it all begins by saying yes to systems. Systems equal freedom. And it's so hard to believe, right? It sounds like they're this boring thing that only huge corporations ever need to worry about. But the truth is, solopreneurs need systems, especially if we're going to start freeing up our time, freeing up our work week so that we can focus on being the CEO. Why do systems equal freedom? Well, first, systems free up your time when you have things systematized, you become more efficient. When you're able to get through those things more quickly, even if you're completely solo, you don't have any support, you don't have a team or an assistant, you can get those things crossed off your list so much faster. It allows you to shift your time and attention to what really moves your business forward. Second, systems prevent mistakes. If you've ever got frustrated with these busy type of tasks and then the wrong link goes out to someone or the wrong date goes on the appointment reminder, these mistakes tend to happen when there's not a clear checklist. There's not a clear process in place and there's nothing to help you make sure that you're getting it done the right way the first time. So you end up always cleaning up messes in your business, putting out too many fires. And finally, Systems help you to stay on task. They help you to know exactly what step needs to happen next and then the step after that and then the step after that so that you can achieve the desired result you're looking for. This is really, really important. If you want to be more efficient where you're getting more done in less time, then you want to know exactly what you need to be doing. As my friend Amber McHugh says, systems help you to clone yourself. This is one of those areas where I hear people say all the time, I think I need an assistant, but I don't know what I could have them do. And the reason they don't know what they could have an assistant do is because they don't have a single checklist in place in any area of their business. So they're worried that they're gonna have to sit there and spend all this time training someone. The truth is, if you want to grow your business, you have to get out of your own way you basically have two options. One, you can get faster and more efficient at doing all these types of tasks yourself. Or two, you learn how to pass those things off, to delegate them to a team member so that you're not the bottleneck in your business. Once you have that system in place, you can speed up the whole process. You can bring someone else into your business and they can check it off the list. You'll start to grow because now your time is spent adding more value to your business. Instead of you focusing your time and energy on the $10 an hour tasks, or the $20 an hour tasks, you can focus on the $100, $1,000, $10,000 level tasks. And if you're starting to run a business that you hope to sell or to pass off to somebody, then the ship will have already been built. When you have clear systems in place, Those potential buyers or investors are much more likely to say, yeah, I want to buy this business from you. It's working. And someone else can step in and manage that business. It is so valuable to have a business that runs like a well-oiled machine. It's what actually turns it into a true asset. And an asset, by definition, is something that will continue to grow in value whether or not you're involved in it. I love, love, love systems. I know, I'm such a dork. But the truth is, I don't want to reinvent the wheel every time I have a new thing that needs to be happening. When I want to do something, when I have a new project or a new thing that I want to pass off, I want to do the thing once, record my steps, and pass it off for the next time. So you might be asking yourself, okay, what kind of operations, what kind of systems do I need to have documented in my business? Like we've said before, a system is basically a checklist. It's just something that helps you make sure that all the steps are being followed and that nothing is left behind. And there are usually a ton of little tiny individual tasks that make up an entire process you have to go through. Having that clear process in place, a checklist in place, makes it easier for you or your team member to stay on task to get it done and to get the consistent results you're looking for. So take a moment here and make a note to yourself. What are three systems that you know you need a checklist for right now? I recommend thinking about the things that you're doing on a regular basis, things that you'd like to get done faster, things that have a lot of moving parts and anything that could get passed off to an assistant as quickly as possible. All that they're waiting on is for you to tell them exactly what needs to be done. So once you have an idea of the top systems you need to create, we're going to put it all in one place. I keep everything in what I call our systems hub and my team uses Google Drive and Google Docs for all of our internal business systems. You could use Google, you could use Word documents, you can use PowerPoint, you could use Evernote or a project management tool like Asana or Basecamp or Trello. All of these things work equally well. The point is to have one place, a hub where you're keeping everything. So you've already thought about which systems you need to go ahead and create. So I recommend starting by just creating a folder, a place where you're going to save them, and then save a document for each system. So if I'm working on systems related to how I create my blog posts, then I will create the blog systems folder and then have the system for each part, the system for writing them, the system for publishing them, the system for sharing them. Don't fill it out just yet. Just save these kind of placeholder folders and documents. Once you have that folder or document ready to go, I want you to start putting together that first system. And remember, a system is just a checklist that you're putting together so that anyone can follow the steps. A really fast way to create this checklist is to use a tool like Jing or Screener. These are screen recording programs, screen capture programs, and they allow you to record yourself while you're going through something on your computer. And the best part about having a video is that now you can say, hey, Team member, go watch this video to learn how to do this checklist. You can even create the video and have someone else create the checklist out of it. So I want to give you an example system that we use in my business. And feel free to steal this system. This is one that I follow every time I write a blog post on either one of my sites at rachelcook.com or the because there's a lot of steps that we need to go through to make sure that the post gets written, published, and promoted. So here's a quick overview of our checklist. And again, if you haven't gone to firedupandfocused.com podcast, make sure you do so. Grab that workbook, because all of these notes are in there for you. The first thing we do is write the blog post. That's the baseline. You have to have a blog post written in order to do anything else. Second, we create the featured image. This is the image that shows up at the top of the post on our website along with the headline. It shows up on our main blog page where there's little excerpts for each individual post. So I like to have the image set up so that it looks great. I like something that's branded that has a Piece of photography and then usually the title of the post on top, overlaid on top. We usually make it really fast and easy using something like PicMonkey or Canva. You can also have a designer do these if you're writing your posts further in advance. The next thing we do is make sure that we have one to three click to tweets in each post. So this is a plugin that you can get for your WordPress website. It's one of my favorite plugins because it kind of calls out something that you want people to share about your post. It's actually one of my favorite ways to make sure that my posts are getting circulated and getting out there. So you download this plugin, install it on your WordPress site, and it helps you to put those little tweetables inside your post. And I want to make sure that each of my blog posts has anywhere from one to three of these. Once we've got those pieces, then it's time to write the newsletter blurb. I always share an excerpt from my post and then direct my readers from my newsletter to the full blog post. When I'm going through this checklist, it just makes it so much easier if I go ahead and write the blurb for the newsletter while I'm wrapping up everything on the blog post. It makes sure that everything's just ready to go. Once I have that newsletter blurb written, I load it into our email system. I schedule it so that it's ready to go out whenever the blog post is ready to go out. And then finally, I write all of my social media posts. I wrap up all of this writing, all of the blog post writing and newsletter blurb writing by going ahead and writing the social media posts. And sometimes that also means making images sized for the different social media platforms. So Pinterest has different sizes and Facebook has different sizes than Instagram. So we make sure that we have not only several text posts for every single blog post, but also that we have the right sized images with all of them. And I love using another tool called CoSchedule to make sure that the day that my blog post goes live, all of the posts sharing that blog post are all already scheduled, already going out. So this is the basic process that I go through to write, to promote, to publish each and every blog post, and to make sure that I'm getting traffic and sharing it with other people on a regular basis. Another great system that you are free to steal is the new client process. So we talked about this a little bit in the previous episode, but let's say you've got a new client coming in, like a new coaching client. This can also work with any other service-based business where you want to accept people by invitation only, which is my preferred way to work one-on-one, is to actually have to accept people. I don't have anybody that's able to just book sessions with me without me being able to basically vet them. So the first step is to receive a new client application. You should have an application or a request for more information on your website. I love having an application because it allows me to screen people and make sure that they're actually a good fit before I say yes to working with them. Sometimes you have to decline those applications. And if you have to say no, then I send them a kind and thoughtful decline. That is a canned response, which we talked about a few episodes back. For me, it's sometimes just because I'm booked out or I just don't have room for any more one-on-one clients. Sometimes I'm saying, I would love to work with you, but I need to put you on a wait list. Is that all right? And I'll tell them what the time frame is for that wait list. And other times it's just a, I don't think you're a fit for the type of work that I do. Here are some people I recommend going to or some resources I recommend checking out. If the application is a yes, then I send them a different email. I'll send them something saying, hey, I'd love to talk with you about working with me inside of this mentorship program. Let's set aside 20 minutes so that we can make sure that it is a 100% perfect fit. Here's a link to my online scheduling calendar. I usually do these appointments on Fridays at 2 o'clock. Go ahead and get booked in my calendar and then we'll have a conversation about what working together for six months would look like. Once they've gotten that email, we have the interview. Now, this interview is really a chance for us to get to know each other. This, in in my case, is not a sales call. At this point, usually when someone has done an application, they've already seen the details of my program. They know how much that program costs. I usually have that right there on the website. So there's no sticker shock. They're not coming on to negotiate with me. They already know the level that I'm playing at and what to expect. This is really about fit. This is about me being able to ask questions so I can make sure that, one, this is someone I want to work with, and two, I can actually help them. And for them, it's a great way for them to, again, feel me out. This is an interview. It's a chance for us to make sure that it's going to be a great working relationship, that we're going to enjoy working together, and that we're really on the same page. Once I decide if I'm going to accept that new client, and occasionally all in the interview say, "You know what? I don't think you're ready for this," or "I think you're looking for something I don't really focus on as much. This isn't my zone of genius." Sometimes I do decline people once I get to that interview stage. But if it's a great fit, then it's a yes. When we accept the new client, and we can go ahead and send them that agreement, the invoice. I do all of the scheduling, all the invoicing through a tool like Satori app, and it makes the whole process, the whole experience so simple, makes it easy to work with you. Once I have confirmation that they've said yes, that they've signed the agreement, that they've paid the invoice, I send them out a new client packet, which in my case is a pretty hefty workbook that they're filling out on Google Docs, so that our first session, I'm prepared, they're prepared, we're on the same page. And we also send out a little new client welcome gift. Now, this doesn't have to be anything huge. It doesn't have to be expensive. But I can tell you, again, from being on the client side of things, I always appreciate, especially if I've just made an investment of several thousand dollars to work with somebody, I really appreciate a thoughtful touch, a little card in the mail even, Um, It goes so far to help them, to help your clients feel like you truly appreciate their business. So that's what a basic new client checklist will look like for me. It's very straightforward. And again, I think the most important part is making sure that I'm thanking people. It's a little touch that I think so many entrepreneurs just overlook. I can't tell you how many times I've signed on to work with a coach I've spent thousands of dollars sometimes and never got a thank you note, never got a thank you email, anything. And that kind of feels pretty crappy. So make sure, especially if you're on the higher end of being a service provider, that you're letting people know you appreciate their business and you are just as excited to work with them as they should be excited to work with you. Finding out ways to make these little personal touches makes a huge difference. Now it's time to get into inspired action. First, choose those three systems that you're going to map out. These are probably things that you know you want to get off your plate really quickly, or you want to be able to pass off a good chunk of it to someone else on your team. You want to make sure that there are things that are needing to be handled the same way every time so that all your clients are having a great experience. And feel free to steal the two systems that I mentioned already in this episode. Next, where are you creating your systems hub? Wherever you plan to have it, go ahead and set it up. Save folders that says, here's the systems and operations for my business. And that will make it even easier for you to go map them out. Take some time to write checklists for those three systems you've identified. Again, steal my systems. Steal the checklist from the ones that I just gave you if you found them helpful as a baseline, as a starting point. You can always tweak them and change them to fit your business. And bonus. This is so huge and it's something that if you get in the habit of now, it'll make your business and your life run so much easier. Write out your systems or record your systems as you're going through the process. As you're going through your own workday this week, if you realize that there's something here you should be documenting, go ahead and take the extra minute to write out all the systems, each step of the process, so that you have that system ready to add to your systems hub and ready to train your next assistant. If you're loving the Get Fired Up and Focused podcast, it would mean so much to me if you would take a moment to rate and review the podcast in iTunes. When you do, it helps me to reach and serve more amazing entrepreneurs just like yourself who are ready to kiss stress and busy work goodbye. Ready for even more ease and less stress in your business? Get the entire 21 day Fired Up and Focused challenge plus exclusive bonuses just for podcast listeners delivered to your inbox for free when you visit firedupandfocus.com slash podcast. Thanks so much for listening. And I'll talk to you soon on the next episode of Get Fired Up in Focused.